0: It wasn't your fault. It was. No. It wasn't. You're one of the good things in this world. That's what Glenn thought. And he
1: would know. Because he was one of the good things. Kill. I got to. I want to string them all up and watch them die. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me Podcast. This is episode 65. How are you doing, Scott?
2: I'm um, okay. A little bit of a long day, but um, I'm hanging in there. Uh, got some storms getting ready to roll through. I know you guys got some of the same going on down there.
1: Yeah, we're getting slammed.
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah, we're getting some wind. N-E-M, oh. Toto, it's a twister, it's a twister. <laughs> <laughs> we just hope we don't get
0: little feet... Pattering down the stairs to come Ooh. interrupt our or, podcast,
1: or dogs yes. barking like crazy, yes, or trees going <laughs> through the house.
0: But if you hear any of those, then you understand why. You understand yeah. that we are working a parent syndrome podcast. Oh, yeah. Scott does not That's just okay. have the gurgles.
1: No, so we're drinking heavily tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, really? I'm kidding. <laughs> like, like it's any different. <laughs> Mainly because we've been drinking heavily all day.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: exactly.
1: exactly. What are you drinking, Scott?
2: I am drinking a beer that I've kind of wanted to have on our show for a while from uh, our friends here in Charlotte from Primal Brewery. They have their Craven's IPA, uh, which I think is absolutely delicious. It's, you know, it's a good, strong IPA, but it's got enough of the maltiness in it that it kind of goes down smooth instead of the bitterness um, it's wonderful, wonderful beer, and uh, I can't wait to have more of it.
1: And from the picture you showed me, it comes in the cutest little growler I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a uh, thirty-two ounce growler. Never seen one of those, which I think was really cool. And I don't know if you noticed, but they even seal it in wax.
1: Oh no! Oh, cool. Oh nice. Yeah,
2: great touch. I mean, <laughs> I saw that and I was just like, "Oh, this is cool." This is that's really like
1: cool. a keeper. We'll definitely have to pick, post that picture.
2: Yes. Yes, yeah, go ahead and post that on there, and uh, and uh, if you're in Charlotte area, try out Primal Brewery. They're, they got some really good stuff.
1: All right, so I've got a new Terrapin beer that um, apparently you can only get when you buy the sampler box, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's called Luau Crunkles, and it's a Passion Orange Guava IPA. And let me tell you, it is amazing. Really? Super good, yeah. It's an
0: island IPA.
1: It is. It's like the type of beer you would definitely drink when you're sitting out on the beach on a Mm. hot summer day. Mm -hmm. It's very citrusy, but not too orangey, like the guava cuts it a bit. Mm -hmm. But it's really smooth and easy to go down, and I think it's my Mm. new favorite.
2: That sounds wonderful. you got to save me one.
1: I will, and it's a beautiful can Mm -hmm. with a flower, which is unusual because normally their cans have the turtle on it.
2: Yeah. No turtle?
1: No turtle this time. Huh. It's very pretty.
2: You got to get the 12-pack, though,
0: right? Yes. Yeah. It's what they, yeah, they call their sur- survival kit. Well,
1: hopefully, their IPA survival kit.
2: Hopefully uh, people like it enough that they make it a regular. But you guys also said that they, they came back out with, uh, with the uh, Walking Dead beer again, too, right? The yeah, they did. It,
0: it didn't stay on the shelf very long, though. In fact, I went back, like, the next day, and it was gone. They had tons uh, of it, and it was gone. Yeah, because they finally... They had only released it in uh, 22 ounce bottles mm-hmm. uh, previously, and then they came out with six pack uh, cans. And then the next day, it was at Publix and it was gone. Wow! Hmm. So, which sucked because I wanted to pick some up because yeah. it was good. But, yeah, it yeah, was that good. was the blood, yeah. the blood orange IPA. And this one, I've, I've actually got another one of theirs, which is the uh, Recreation Ale, which is a sesh, session IPA. Yeah, I think I had one. I thought it was really good. I think we've had that one on here before, but this does have a turtle on it, Kim.
1: I know, he's mm-hmm. hiking.
0: Yeah,
2: he's hiking, so... He's he's an outdoor turtle, not a couch potato, like...
0: Yeah, name. you're you're not going to get, like, all scientific on me about how, like, turtles can't actually carry walking sticks and stuff.
1: Nope. Okay, good. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with it.
2: And they carry their own backpacks?
1: He. Well, yeah.
2: Ba-dum-bum. pumps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's get to what's important tonight. We're yes. going to be reviewing... The Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 14, entitled The Other Side. So what was on the other side?
0: Oh, my. Well, I think on this one, the thing that sold this episode was that we finally figured out some storyline stuff that they've been leaving out for a long time. True. Uh, Most, I guess most namely, with Rosita Mm
1: -hmm. and her
0: backstory. How does she know so much? And then um, just the reactions that we were getting from Daryl once he got back to the hilltop and why there wasn't why it was like huggy, huggy, friendly time. But there wasn't like explanation of like <laughs>
1: huggy, huggy, friendly.
0: Time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too many uh, Japanese yeah. game shows, I think. <laughs> 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 but uh, uh, there was no there was no real explanation of like our emotion shown. So, yeah, we finally got some of that emotion to come out. So it all happened to happen in one episode. Mm-hmm. Which was a little odd how they just grouped it all together like that. Uh, I don't think it was catch up
2: episode. Yeah. yeah, I don't
0: think it was the greatest episode in the world, but um, there was some. There were definitely some good scenes, and I think the whole Maggie Daryl thing was like really sold it mm-hmm. for me on this one.
1: Of course, we had some literal on the other sides. Yeah, going through that box of wood underneath okay. the mm-hmm. fence. Yeah, well, uh, well, that's true. And. Um, Rosita and Sasha knocking the window out of that car and putting the lighting it on fire and then crawling over the fence. They did that several times, actually. Yeah. Getting to Eugene and such. Lots of literal stuff.
2: Getting into Sanctuary. Yeah. Going over the fence and getting into Sanctuary, getting to the other side. And Eugene Um, is on the other side,
0: and he didn't want to leave. Right. Is he totally on the other side now?
1: You know what else I thought was really cool, though? Maggie is quote unquote, on the other side. And so is Jesus too. They both, Uh and now Daryl. Damn, it's so many things going on. Um, All three of them are emotionally on the other side Mm -hmm. of where we started at back on episode one where Daryl feels guilty for causing Glenn's death and Maggie says she forgives him Mm
2: -hmm. and that she doesn't
1: blame him. Maggie smiles a lot in this episode, and she's very happy with where she is and her stance in the society of hillside, or hilltop. And then Jesus, he's comfortable enough to reveal a big secret to Maggie. Uh-huh. So everybody seems to be happy and comfortable in their lives. That
0: he's playing for the other side?
1: That he's playing <laughs> for the other side. Good job, <laughs> uh, Stuart. <laughs> yeah.
2: So uh, what did you think of the episode in general, Kim?
1: I liked it. Not as much as last week's, but it was still really good. I mean, it was just a lot slower than last week's, but I don't think I have any complaints about it. It definitely was great that they revealed some things about Rosita and Jesus that we all kind I mean, with Jesus, we all kind of knew he was gay, but it's nice that they actually came out and said it. Um, well, I mean, Ros-
2: well, let me ask you this. I mean, am I the only one in America that didn't know he was gay? I didn't. Yes. I had no clue. I had no clue.
1: When the Jesus character came on, this was big news. You guys don't remember this? No. Because he's gay in the comic book.
0: I usually start drooling you didn't know that when know start r- reading your news
2: thing.
1: Oh, thanks. Glad <laughs> it's so entertaining for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs> no, honestly, I do not remember that. I don't uh, either. I
0: really don't either. I, and I don't remember any indication that he had shown that he was homosexual at all during any of the episodes. He hasn't. Yeah.
1: He hasn't at all. So
0: it would just be through news, then it wouldn't be through. It would,
1: yeah, you would, Anything much. that you would
0: see from the show itself,
1: right? I thought okay. I thought, you uh, have to be a I thought Maggie's reaction
2: was perfect. I mean, her face. She just smiled and she was like, "Whatever." You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, wonder she who could... he has a crush on Daryl with his long flowing mm-hmm. hair.
2: No, I think he's. I think. Um, what if something happens to um, Ross Marquard? Uh, oh, Aaron. Aaron and Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, what if something happens to Eric? Mmm. We've, we've kind of speculated that Eric was, has a limited time on the show.
1: It's time to do some shipping. Mm-hmm. Who
2: knows? <laughs> all right, that's who getting knows? too soap opera. Yeah, it <laughs> so is. Mean, you're, you're trying to
0: pair guys up. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah. So what if he had a crush on Benjamin. Oh, my
2: God. He's a little bit out of it now. That
1: would be like robbing the cradle. But we digress. Um, <laughs> all in all, I think it was a great episode. It's, I, they're, they're improving so much on their writing at the end of this season. I don't know what the hell happened the last, like, six or seven episodes.
2: Boom, they got it again. I, I think it's the s- switch in the subject matter.
1: Not saying they're bad, bad, but, you know, they just weren't no, up to But, part. I mean, you know...
2: I think I think the you know it's kind of going the way we kind of hoped it would, which would be the second half of the season would be a lot more fun than the first half, because mm-hmm. our heroes get back in the game and get their mojo back, and I think that's what we're seeing. You know, it was so depressing in the first half. How could you not? What I what I'm happy about is they seem to be uh, coming through with the goods on it, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's 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 great. I mean. Personally, I thought the episode was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't—it wasn't anything as as um, provocative or interesting as it was the last week. I thought that one—you know—that was one of the more gripping episodes they've had in a long time, and I think you know. As we said last week, Lenny James made that episode. Of yeah, course. Yeah, 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 I think what he did in that episode really pulled that whole thing together and, and Richard and so forth. In this episode, they kind of tied together a lot of things. It had a little bit, you know, the one complaint we had about last episode was that maybe Richard's dialogue was a little bit long at times. Mm-hmm. I felt that on several characters in this episode, that it just kind of. You know, the dialogue dragged on. And I kind of had a feeling that that this was going to be a real catch-up episode after the cold open, which, you know, had no dialogue or anything. It was just showing everybody going through their paces and getting caught up and so forth up to when Sasha and uh, Rosita get together for their their thing.
1: For the great escape.
2: Yeah, so I kind of figured this was going to be more of a catch-up episode than anything. And I think it kind of turned out to be that. I don't think it no. I don't know if it moved the plot a whole lot forward. It it moved it somewhat, but there was a couple of, you know, exchanges and all. I thought were just a little bit overly done. One of them would have been the stuff with uh, with Jesus and Maggie. You know, I just didn't think it was that that big a big a deal. I didn't think it was that important.
1: Oh, their conversation, you mean? Yeah, I, I was kind of like next. It, well, yeah. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't important to the storyline it was just a revealing bit about his character
0: That's yeah where, where he's talking about how he hadn't really like really made connections with anybody like okay. hadn't made connections with the hilltop or anything like that yeah well and he was making he was making connections with them I mean he was you know by sharing what he was sharing he's obviously showing you know that he trusted them
2: right and we knew that already by the fact that that he was always gone you know they've already commented about the fact that Jesus was always outside of the hilltop so it's obvious he wasn't making, you know, relationship moves inside.
0: Although it it also seemed like he, he somewhat did because he, I mean, up until this, you know, revelation that he's bringing out, I mean, we had always thought that Jesus was the only one that did make any connection with those people. Because every time yeah. Gregory said someone's name wrong, he like, Jesus would show, like roll his eyes like Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, just <laughs> because, <laughs>
2: yeah. it's just because he didn't take anything Gregory said worth, worth, seriously, it's because you know he felt outside of that.
0: Yeah, very true. But I think we kind of speculated that well, you know, maybe he's the one that's leading and is the only mm-hmm. one that cares for
2: these people. But you know, one thing I thought initially, I was just like, you know, why, why in the hell? I mean, we we see Maggie leading all these people. We see them start preparing, making weapons, and throwing knives and. You know, whatever. It's like they're gearing up for war and you still got Greg just kinda looking out of his out of his window at these people like, you know, what the hell's going on? And you're thinking to yourself, why is Greg even in the picture anymore? Right? Right. You know, I mean what is what's the explanation for Greg to be in the picture? And you know what you know what I thought about though is that it's because of Maggie. They they told you know, they told Negan that Maggie was dead. Yep. And, you know, Maggie can't just take over the hilltop and run things as the leader there because (laughs) you know the saviors think she's a dead person so Mm -hmm. they got to keep up appearances
1: that's what he hinted at when he was talking to simon up against the fence that someone else could take over and simon's Mm -hmm. like what are you talking about Mm -hmm. yeah and he he had to back off real quick
2: Yep. so you know that's the explanation why maggie hadn't just taken over Mm -hmm. it's not time yet right but i have a feeling that's that time is coming very fast
1: But I also think that strokes a little bit of um, Gregory's ego, you know, that he's still in charge in name, maybe in name only, but they still have to run things by him so that he can be that liaison person between the group and the saviors. Well,
0: that's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he has power, but he's losing the power and he knows it is. Then when he's out there looking at everybody else, like training and stuff, he understands he's losing the power. So when he finally gets that little offer from Simon later in the episode, he he sees a new inn, sees a new uh route to his own security.
2: Well, you know, his respect for that whole community, I mean, when he said, Well who's gonna train this cannon fodder? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, wow, dude, really? That's how you feel about your people? No, and you know, I mean, I think they're letting him think that stuff, but I think, you know, it'll it'll it won't take much to get him out of the way. But they've got to be prepared for it. And they're not there yet.
1: Right. And they're very, um, getting very close. They have two episodes.
2: But he's getting dangerously close to the Saviors. Gregory is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they gotta, they gotta move up their preparations before he blows the whistle on them already.
1: Right? I know. I know. All he needs is one bottle of tequila and it's all over.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, he got that at the end, I think.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Speaking of getting ready. Yeah. We got Sasha and Rosita getting ready to take off and get the hell out of there. And we find uh Sasha stealing all those bullets, yeah from Jesus and then,
2: and then she has the discussion with um Jesus and sprite Enid
1: Enid Enid the sprite
2: um <laughs> you know where they're trying to talk him out of it well Mike my...
0: I still don't understand why Enid is so important in this storyline at all. she is I the mean... future Stuart <sighs> all I can the tell you
1: All I can tell you is that, and this is not very spoilery at all, but from the comic, Sophia is still alive and is adopted by Glenn and Maggie, which we've already talked about many times before. So Enid is taking on that role, I think, Uh Uh as Maggie's daughter. And like you said, she's the future. Her and Carl, they're the future of the world. Carl! So she's learning all these valuable skills from Maggie so she can carry on someday.
0: I know. I was just so sure she was gonna be dead a long time ago. Was or
1: just... or betraying them. Like something's <laughs> yeah, yeah. up with Enid, but I guess she's cool. But um, my well, she's question. She's just got so many secrets. Okay. You know, you the one the thing question, about though. Enid
2: that I ca- I can't figure out is is um, whatever happened with her escaping off into the woods all the time.
1: She feels um, she feels like part of the family now. She doesn't need to. Okay. She's been accepted, and that was her whole thing. Is that. You know, she missed her parents and she saw them die in front of her and she needed an escape. And mm-hmm. she did that by going off into the woods by herself. But now she's got Carl.
0: But she was always so Maggie. she was so untrusting until like the sudden turnaround at the hilltop, I guess. Yeah. That happened at some, some epiphany that
1: well, we she don't a, really know. Do we? No, she had a connection with Maggie at Alexandria. Right. And when she was watching the baby and everything and
2: Yeah, exactly. She was early on
0: um with Maggie. Right. But then they showed up at the hilltop and it was like, oh, there's Enid. Hey, Enid. Didn't she just kind of show up out of nowhere?
1: She did. She did. I think there was like a relationship behind the scenes that we're just supposed to know about. We're just supposed to go along with. Okay. You know? They didn't talk about it too much, which is She fine. had a little
2: uh, wood sprite out there that she yeah. hooked up with.
1: I'm glad they didn't show all that, you know? I'm, uh, yeah. But, okay, so here's my question. I don't want to make too many
0: assumptions with Enid because I don't like her.
1: Go ahead. My question is, when Sasha was drawing up that map of the Savior compound, did she ask Jesus to help her finish it out, or did he find it and then finish it out? Because when they showed her face when he handed it back to her, and it was completed, and she was was like, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I I didn't really consider that. Um, She did look surprised. No, I guess Jesus did it of his own volition. But... I didn't realize. Was she the one filling out the original map? Yeah. Okay. She
1: was, and Maggie was filling out her own thing. Maggie was okay. like, from what I could, I couldn't really see what she was doing, but it looked like she was figuring out plans for for she was hilltop. figuring out
2: plans for the hilltop. Yeah, right. About what weapons like they needed, and things like that stuff. Yeah. Well, no, her, a lot of hers had to do with weapons on that piece of paper. Mm. You know how many uh, rocks they were going to need and all that kind of stuff. You know, so yeah, I mean that makes sense. So, I mean,
0: I mean, back to what e- with the whole conversation with Enid, so Enid says, "Okay yeah, I mean, I'll live up to my agreement and give you
2: ten minutes, and she says it's because it's because I'm doing what you said, I'm protecting Maggie
1: okay, so that kind of confused me too. She's protecting Maggie from knowing about the mm-hmm. attack
2: No, she's protecting Maggie from she by she's protecting Maggie by making Maggie aware, but she's giving them a ten minute head start mm-hmm. Oh, because,
0: because she thinks that they still need... They they, they need to tell Maggie. Yeah, because they, they offer a lot to the community. Right. And they're mm-hmm. going on a suicide mission. And I agree. They're going on a suicide mission that's going to, like...
1: Somebody's going to die. Yeah, they're
2: going to set off Negan, too. Right, and both Enid and Jesus said that, that they owed Maggie an explanation.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what kind of got me is, like, Sasha, of all people would want to say goodbye to Maggie, right? Like, does she she knows it's a suicide mission?
2: I think so, she's just mad and I think she's worried I think Sasha's worried that Maggie would try to talk stop them.
1: Yeah. Of course she would. Or she'd go with them. Right.
2: And that's why she didn't want to do that. She she was just, you know, I'm gonna slip out in the night type thing. And that's why Enid said, I'm giving you a ten minute start, but I am gonna go tell Maggie because I'm protecting Maggie.
0: Yeah, and Enid wanted to go and she said, But I told you, you promised to take care of the baby or something like that, didn't she? Well, she just said, You're the no. future. You, you need to protect future. Maggie. Yeah, okay. she,
1: yeah, you, Sasha gave her a bracelet and said, This is for the baby.
2: Oh, yeah, that's what right. it was. Okay. But he said that she needs to protect Maggie because Maggie's the future and so are you. Yeah.
1: So sweet. Yeah, and then whatever. the
2: savior show up.
1: I'm just kidding. Whoa. Yeah. All that. Yes. Bell ringing and shit. Dong, yeah. dong, dong, dong. Save your and then, Yeah, but and then, save then they show like, Daryl's,
0: like, still sitting there, like, carving shit. And I was like, they're not supposed to know about Daryl.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> you get your Bowie knife and get moving, dude.
1: <laughs> so, Daryl and uh, Maggie, Maggie were headed for that woodpile contraption thing that Sasha and Rosita got through, right?
2: No, I don't think so. I think they were headed for somewhere else because I don't think they were aware of that.
1: No, he's, she said that Maggie built that. Did she? Yeah. She,
2: oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. She told mm, her to build it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She, yes. Yeah, you're right. It, you're right. Maggie told her to build it. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, you're it, absolutely right. Yeah.
1: But Maggie says, we're not going to get there in time. And so that's when they detour to the back. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't
2: catch that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was supposed they to be their the escape.
1: Because remember, Sasha, they saw them running,
2: and you could see in the background the trucks coming through the gate.
1: Sasha even said when they were going through it, she said, we got to hurry before um, Maggie gets through.
2: Mm, gotcha. Okay.
1: So Sasha felt like they were going to end up seeing Maggie on the other side of the wall.
0: Mm, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, yeah, uh, Maggie and Daryl get down into the cellar.
1: But that was, I just want to say, that was a genius thing to build. Yeah, that uh-huh. was smart. Very good. Yeah.
2: Felt like I was watching Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I see nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and then Rosita gets outside the wall, and she's like, okay, now what do we do? It's like, come on, Rosita. I thought you were prepared for
2: everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I was supposed to be a bitch. Hold on. Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me switch here. <laughs> Let me get back. And
2: by okay, the way, I'm not again. talking to you. Bitch. That's right. You're really cool, but you suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we
2: got we got um I thought there was one missed opportunity and I I um there was that scene with the the savior and Enid when she brought the vegetables right and I really thought they had an opportunity to make one of the saviors look like like they're not all completely bad yeah, yeah, you I know, agree with that. I mean, the guy started to be almost like he was engaging her in the conversation or mm-hmm. something like that. I, th- I, I really think it was a missed opportunity. I mean, I think th- we know that not all the saviors are bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: I think they should have shown this guy having a little compassion for this girl, and it would have made him made him more sympathetic and made the situation even more tense. Yep, his because- com- his comment was weird,
0: but it was almost like he was trying to teach her in a way.
1: Yeah, like when, when he, he first, said, about the, he, yeah, the,
0: veggies. He's like, "We got time. You can say vegetables. You only need like you know." It's almost like, yeah, don't rush it. And then he mm-hmm. was just actually a dick,
2: right? And then he was a dick. <laughs> was and sweet. I thought, I, I really after watching that scene, I was just like, man, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, it really was. And I, I think they should have caught that. And he slaps the the stuff out of her, the basket out of her hand. Like,
0: yeah, and takes her up. and
2: takes her knife.
1: I just wasn't impressed with that scene at all. I don't know if it was. The actor, possibly?
0: Maybe, maybe. I think it could have been really good. I was interested. There was something else going on, and then it was like, oh, okay, well, that was kind of useless.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. I think that's kind of what Scott's saying, too, is like, okay, No, I well, agree. You know, something something more could have happened there, and then it was like, okay, well, that was just very awkward.
2: You no, know, I mean, it would have been a real opportunity to show a little bit more about the Saviors, you know, that they're not all bad guys. You, you know, really they to make just, them nice. What's that? Do you really want to make those guys nice? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I, I tell you what. I I liked. I liked um, last week when they. Um, oh, what's his name? The head of the the saviors group last yeah, week. I um,
1: forget now.
2: Where he was so frustrated by the fact that that the one idiot killed the kid, killed yeah. Benjamin.
1: It's like yeah. him and the doctor, Doctor Carson, who really uh-huh. isn't the savior, and then um, uh, Dwight are really. Right, and it maybe just the shows wives. there are like, that's people,
2: it. people that are in a really bad situation that are trying to survive in a bad situation.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Hell, even the dude that that Daryl killed, you know, with the sandwich. Fat Joey. Um, yeah, Fat Joey. I mean, Fat Joey seemed to be somewhat of a sympathetic character. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought it was it was sad that that was a missed opportunity there. I think they really could have uh, give more definition to the saviors by by playing that scene a little bit better yeah they, i mean
0: they've human humanized them a little bit more mm-hmm. in other scenes and then they've also had other um, times where, like at alexandria where that a um, couple of them just beat up aaron because there was that note
2: yeah that exactly. they found mm-hmm.
0: and yeah where you're just like wow these guys are just vicious they're all vicious but right. i agree that they're just i mean they're just normal human beings that just happen to be
2: Yeah. I mean a lot of them are a A lot of them are psychopaths and all, but but you can't expect that every one of them are. I mean we've already seen on a couple of occasions a couple of them wincing when things have happened and so forth, you know. They're not all psychopaths and so forth, like Simon. And
0: you know, and I've thought about specifically about that scene way too much. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe that guy might show up again at some point.
1: That particular savior?
0: Yeah, maybe so. I mean they made enough of a point of him to Uh give him that dialogue that it's like you think he could I, well, but you could know be, still, he doesn't have to at all I mean they could it could just be completely gone that was it, but
2: yeah i I my feeling was is that more about that that scene was supposed to compel us to hate that guy when he went down in the cellar and was starting to pull the stuff, and that we would be hoping that Daryl would step out and kill him, but I mean, it's too simple, that's just too simple I mean you don't need to. I mean, you know, if if we are assuming that all the saviors are bad, then we don't need a scene that shows us that this one particular guy is bad. But if you went in there and showed that that this guy may not be so bad, you're kind of watching down there going, "Do I really want Daryl to kill this guy?" You know, maybe maybe not. Yeah, you know, you know? I wonder. I wonder. I, I do wonder if they just watered that down,
0: some, and he was Could a be. lot meaner to Enid, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, maybe we should hold back."
1: Enid probably. Collapsed in a puddle of tears.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But that was that was a tense situation when they were down in that cellar.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to ask. Does it seem to you like Daryl is broken because of his time at the sanctuary? He's very, not not even combative. Like, he's he seems mm-hmm. like a meek person now. He's not the strong person that he normally has been. And he's ready to kill these people because he thinks they're all bad.
2: Well, he's definitely not a leader. I don't not know if anymore. he ever really was. I don't know if he ever really was a, a leader, but he was definitely the, the weapon you could point in a certain direction and he would go there.
1: Yeah. But he's not that way anymore. No. Doesn't I,
0: seem to be. I think, you know, um, uh, Maggie's questions just finally pushed him to finally you know bring down the wall of whatever de- defense mechanism he had up. and yep. And he just kind of broke down. I don't think he's not broken at all. At that, I think he's just he, hes finally face to face with Maggie and mm-hmm. has to deal with the situation exactly, and, and and really just say, "Listen, it's my fault." And she's like, "No, it's not your fault at all." It was actually a really good scene for him, especially because I know we've teased quite a few times about how he like never has lines and like does he you know, mm-hmm. is he even in <laughs> you know they even treat him like an actor on here anymore? You know, he's just kind of more of a symbol. Um, <laughs> is he the Wolverine? <laughs> but he was no, he was really good in this. I thought, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. He seems like more depressed now that he's at the hilltop with Maggie. When you compare what he was like at um, King Ezekiel's place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like he was more talkative there, and well, now think... he's like very sullen and is he's hanging his head all the time and crying. Oh my god, that just about killed me. I
2: think that scene took care of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's over. I think that's the end of the meek. Daryl.
0: That was his closure for for what had happened.
2: Yep, without a doubt, and he'll get his mojo back now, and he'll be back to the Wolverine, and they'll point him in the right direction, and he'll slice up everybody.
0: Yeah, just like uh, I mean, that's just like uh, Rosita finally had her closure.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mm-hmm. mean,
0: after I mean, when we find them again, she's still being a bitch though. Right. <laughs> and like, and they <laughs> and they go to that. Where was? It's like a car lot yeah, or something. Yeah, the car lot that they go to, was that one that we had seen before? It wasn't no. at all. For some reason, I it seemed
2: familiar so. to where... Um... Seems to me you could just open a gate and get out there and bang things on the ground to get the walkers it's to walk out. It's a fenced
1: in area with walkers in it. We've seen that millions of okay. times throughout I mean. the seven seasons.
2: So. For some reason, they decided it was smarter to cut away the fence right. and throw fire like... into a car, which usually doesn't attract walkers for very long. I felt like to Rick had, had stolen car. a car out of there at some point. That's because we have. if Rick has and it was like like seasons ago, <laughs> it's, it's the same damn scene. No, I mean I kept when they, when they backed the thing out of there, you know, and they went through the fence. I'm thinking, why didn't they just knock the fence down to begin with and just sit out there and bang their exactly. bars on the thing to dry, draw the walkers out? Well, my and question then they
0: can was you. Over in the back. My question was, you're going to start a fire? You're hoping to go sneak up on the saviors,
1: exactly? And you're starting Thank you. a
0: fire and explosions <laughs> and whatever else could happen. There was,
2: there was. I will say this: there was some. Um, there was some pretty stupid gaffes in this episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that was probably the main main one for me. No, no, there's a there's a much bigger one. Oh really? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and we'll we'll talk about it.
1: Oh my but. god!
0: <laughs> so at that point, though, Rosita and and um, Sasha are still at, well. Rosita's at odds with Sasha. Let's put it that way. Sasha's yep. just doing what she's trying to do get over there.
2: Rosita's mm-hmm. still being a bitch.
1: Rosita's got to stick up her butt. That she finally pooped out.
2: Yep. Okay. Yep. Right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, she does. I mean she just wasn't she wasn't having any of it. And every time there seemed to be like a little bit of a wall coming down, she just lashed out, you know, like when when uh Sasha asked her, you know, how did you learn this stuff? You know, diffusing bombs and instead of answering, she lashed out at her.
1: Yeah, listen, I'm not here to know about you or whatever she said, get to know you. Right. Like I wanted I wanted to be like shut up you fucking bitch.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, but she, you know, uh, later on we find that the that she'll come around and and start realizing that you know, she comes with the realization that she's a bitch. Now, I wasn't real clear as to why she came to that realization just because she showed Sasha how to tie a knot. That mm. that was the the swing.
1: No, I think because You know, kudos to Sasha. She maintained her ground and she remained calm, even though she kind of went off on her a little bit. But she still was like civil to Rosita, whereas I would have been like throwing down. She was like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to do my thing and get this done. And I think because Sasha was so persistent and kept asking her questions, Rosita was finally like, all right, whatever. Whatever. I'll help uh-huh. you, and with the whole knot thing, and then they, I, with women, it's so hard when, especially if there's a man between you. But I think just because Sasha was showing her friendship and showing they have a mission to do, like whatever happened between them in the past has nothing to do with what's going on right now. Besides the fact that stupid ass Negan killed the man that they both love, but. Rosita's- Except
2: it was it was it was obvious that with Rosita it did have more to do with that.
1: Right, right, right. That's Sasha what I'm saying.
2: Right, Sasha brought it back to her and said, "Okay."
1: Exactly. That's what right. I'm saying. Like R- Sasha was like, "All right, let's just get it out in the open." And Rosita had to come clean and talk about her past and what kind of person she was back then when she was just trying to survive and hooking up with all these men. And along the way, she's learning all this stuff. And then finally, she meets Abraham, who's like. You're cool, just hang out with me. I don't need anything with you. You're cool. You're cool. You're a bitch. Fuck you're you. I'm out. Everything leads back to a movie. <laughs> Sorry
2: about that. Yeah. Half baked. Yeah. But you know, Kim Kim, that with them getting in the building and so forth led was my biggest faux pas of the whole series. Why? I, how in the hell are the sanctuary allowing a building looking down into the compound to be unguarded
1: you know what it reminded me of the book depository and the whole jfk assassination but it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. No, I totally There's... agree with you. It's an open window that overlooks the sanctuary. Why would easy he not have target. guards
2: why would he not have lookouts there anyway? I totally I mean, understand. Looking around trying to find out, you know, what's coming from them for miles around. And and they have nobody there and they can just waltz into this exactly. place and get into a position. I thought that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It was too easy.
1: No, I agree. I totally agree.
2: It's like, wow, guys, really? Are you, you want us to buy that?
1: And then they were able to just sit down and nicely have this conversation and just hash <laughs> exactly. it all out with each other over time. And, like and every once in a while, get
2: Negan's... up, a, look through the rifle, see Negan, you know, oh, we could have shot him,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know? Oh, and, I was just like, that is just dumbest thing ever. I mean, I come on.
1: I know. But, you know, this is also where Sasha decides, because, you know, up until this point, Sasha has been like, no, we need to stay on the outside. And stay safe, because if we go in, we're bound to be killed. This is where Sasha decides, okay, no matter what happens, it's time to fight. we got yeah, to do what know we why? need to do. You know why? You tell me. Why?
2: Well, it's because they heard Eugene on the radio. Mm-hmm. And Eugene on the radio was telling them people to go in the buildings and get walkers. They had to get out. They couldn't stay there because Eugene was sending people in to get walkers for the fences.
1: No, I think it was. Change of plans. Right. But I think it was. No, I think it was deeper than that. I think it was their conversation that they had there on the floor. The whole female, female thing going on. I think their conversation convinced Sasha that Abraham died for a stupid reason by an asshole of a man. And it's time to take him out.
2: Well, okay, but think about the circumstances that happened after they had that conversation. Sasha was up in the window she had she was trying to get Negan into the crosshairs. She could not get him in the crosshairs. Negan gave the radio to Eugene and Eugene starts barking out orders, such orders mm-hmm. that say things like you know, we need to sweep these buildings, we need walkers that Negan's going to be occupied in the boudoir for the night, so there's no mm-hmm. you know you're not going to be able to get a hold of him for the evening. So of course these ladies realize, oh, we can't stay in this building. They got to get out.
0: Well, and the other side of it is yeah, it's a change of plan, but the, the the other side of it is that they you know, they think he's playing some angle, as they say. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and they go to try and save him.
2: Right. Like right. I
0: mean that's their that's their next mission is like it's not mm-hmm. we're not killing Negan, we we're, we're going to save Eugene cuz he's been captured and he's he's just in there playing some angle. He's playing them Which all. Which I kind of thought was a
2: little strange too to tell you the truth. Um, when they were so hell bent on, you know, that they were going to kill Negan. If you're going in there to save Eugene, you know, you're giving up the the whole thing. I, I agree, but uh, maybe there your is your missions more. ended at that point. Yeah, maybe there's you're...
0: more to what Kim's saying in that, though. You know that that you know maybe that they actually are having somewhat of a change of heart as to what they're they're doing there, instead of wasting lives, killing. Negan at this point. Maybe they need to their new mission is to save Eugene and get him the hell out of there. But I don't I I, I didn't feel like that. They were just going to leave. I felt like they were going to still try and take him out at that point.
1: Well, I feel like Sasha's whole disposition changed when she's sitting there on the floor with Rosita. You can see it in her face. This is before any of the radio information happens that you can hear. Sure. Without a doubt. But I think that the information that Eugene conveys over the radio is her catalyst to be like okay let's take action now you know she's already made that decision but here's our opportunity because Negan's going to be disposed indisposed but I think you know obviously Eugene throws a whole wrench in the deal when he's like I'm not leaving like no, no. get up off your ass and move boy but you know <laughs> I, I still don't understand what he said
0: his reasoning well, for not leaving he was like well no I'm he gonna stay here t- he he told them. He says, "I didn't ask you to come and get me."
1: Mm-hmm. I know
0: there's that, but he said something else right after that. Like yeah. somebody's coming up, they're going to come and look for me, or something like that. Or I don't. I, he said there was some other line, and I listened to it probably like twenty times, and I could not understand what he so, was saying.
2: Okay, so let me ask you this: What do you think his motivation is? Does he really want to stay, or is I, he still playing a playing a, a line? I well, hope. Go ahead. No, my hope
0: is that he's just he's just playing it. That he's got some sort of inside thing going on. Um, My hope's the opposite. Okay. Kim. My hope is he's going to be a bad guy. Hmm. I know. You said said it in the last podcast that you were hoping that that he would turn that way.
1: I feel like he's protecting his friends back at Alexandria the only way he knows how. And that that is to stay and make the bullets for Negan and to be his little puppet.
0: Well, I mean, he's a little way. He's he's smart. He could be. He could be setting something up. He could be,
2: and could I be. think he is. He could be. He could. I be. have
0: to say, the lines that guy is saying, though, when they walk out there, actually, the lines Eugene's saying is hilarious.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, about he, the garden, the the wall or whatever. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, need the to protocol. do a full ass job on this thing instead Proved of a half to be ass, jerky. ass job. Yeah, but the, that other guy is trying to kiss up to Eugene. Yeah, and he's saying, right.
0: "Well, it's a good thing you don't have this last guy out here because he couldn't handle a gun." <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like. <laughs> He shoots through the walker through that guy.
2: Right. That was good. <laughs> good scene. But, you know, I, I really do I really do hope that... Uh, for me, I really wish the, the writers had the balls to make Eugene a bad guy. It's a, it's a, it's a tough move. It's why? a tough move.
1: Why would he be the bad guy? What's his motivation?
2: Because... He found a situation. He's a survivor. He goes with whatever group he's with, and he's with a group that has given him a great position now.
1: You don't think he's made a connection, though, with the Alexandrians, with Rick and their group? Um,
2: Yeah, but I mean, but, it, but he's still going to gauge whether it's, you know, which connection is the best. You know, I mean, Alexandria was okay. You know, there's nothing wrong there. But, geez, when he's with the with the saviors, he's treated like a prince. And if that mullet dies, all society dies. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> to me, you know, I'm I'm wondering if he's just accepting it because it's a better situation. Hmm. It is a better situation for him. It he's, is. He, he was treated as he was treated as a, uh, you know, a sideshow when he was with. Alexandria, and here he's treated as a vital part of the community.
1: I just don't, I don't feel Eugene is that heartless.
2: I don't buy it. I don't either. No, he wouldn't
1: okay. do that. No, he's yeah, a good he's, man.
0: He's he's a pussy. He's I, he, will, he will go he will go you know wherever it's easier to go, but
2: not in this instance. I I, like, I will agree with you only only because I don't think the writers have the balls to make him a bad guy.
0: Well, uh, yeah. And if they were going to take him down that route, I think they probably would have given a little bit more hint that he was um had less of a heart
1: maybe. Yeah.
2: And some, you know, was maybe a little bit more robotic in some do of Do not stuff. forget. Do not forget. This guy from the beginning was a manipulator. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and manipulator. He, did, he said and did whatever he needed to to get himself further. He's already demonstrated that.
1: Yeah, but these people have put their lives on the line for him, and he's connected with them as friends and as family. You don't think that means anything to
2: him? Well, it just depends. I mean, we don't really know. We don't Ah, really know. I think it does. It could be, you know, he could be one of these people that, you know, just, you know, acclimates to whatever the situation is at the time to get himself going forward. He was willing to sacrifice himself that we know of. Uh-huh. sacrifice
0: himself in the RV, to 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 create some sort of diversion, right? right. And then all oh, of a sudden right. he got he got caught when they right. were trying right. to get up to hilltop. And, and
2: and don't get me wrong, I think that's probably I think he was probably somewhat sincere in that. I am but... not going to get you wrong.
0: I am trying to prove you wrong, Scott. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I
2: know. It's been... The only one who's going to prove us wrong is Eugene.
0: That's true. That's a
2: very good point. So we'll, well just have well to wait said. and see.
0: All right. How, are you, how, but, you, how much money are you putting on the table on this one?
1: N- None. Okay.
0: Because you don't think that the writers have the balls to do it. You're right. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and it probably would be a sucker's bet completely. Because It's correct. I mean, I, I agree with you that it, it would be an, a very interesting character move. And people mm-hmm. would not see it coming. They'd be blindsided. I think what you're seeing right now with what they did with Eugene, pe- that's as blindsided as they're going to take it. Probably. Like, people are like, Probably. oh, my
2: God, what is Eugene doing? He's helping right. these people out. And then, All right. It's kind of what we said about, um, what's his name on Fear, the, the kid, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of thought, man, what a missed opportunity. You could have made that kid a real bad guy. Yeah, right. You know? Instead, you kill him off.
1: Right, well... Like, what do you think Sasha is going to do now that she's run inside the compound when she finds Eugene again? If she runs across Eugene, like, is she going to try to convince him or is she going to leave him or is he going to tell on her? Report her to Negan or?
2: I think there's I think there's you know, if there's a real chance he'll betray her. If hmm. she even catches up with him. I really don't know what how her reaction is going to be.
0: I mean, she, they mm-hmm. just tried to to free him. And he doesn't right. want to be freed. So, I mean, I guess the question is, is he going to go screaming through the hallways?
1: Sasha's coming! Sasha's coming! <laughs> like, uh, saviors are coming!
2: Yeah, he seemed like he more was just... Uh, now I could be wrong, and it could have had something to do with what he said. I can't remember, honestly. But it seemed like he had more of a attitude of, I just want to run and hide. You
1: yeah, people need
0: to go away. Exactly. Um,
2: yeah, if,
0: she, if she came in there and started running through, he would probably be hiding under a desk.
1: Well, I right. mean, I totally agree with that, but it doesn't mean that he's turning tail. I mean, that he's, you know. He turned tail. No, no, no. No, no. I know. And even if he, if he's coding. There you go. Saying. Thank you. That's what I'm going to say. Um, it doesn't mean either that if Sasha comes upon him inside the compound, you know, he might just be like, just like whispering, just get out of here. Don't leave. I mean, don't mess with me. Yeah, like, just, just leave. Just leave me alone. Let me leave do me my alone. thing mm-hmm. and be safe. Don't touch those chemicals. Yes.
2: That's right. Leave man. my
0: monkey alone. <laughs> touch my monkey. And Kim, actually, it, um, before the whole Negan comes out thing, you see Eugene out there. You got the walkers right. that are melted to the fence. Kim's still like, I don't understand how I that's going to help.
1: I don't get the <laughs> freaking walkers glued to the freaking fence. <laughs> oh, what is the point? Oh, you're, to the you're, fence.
2: Oh my God, Kim. That that was a big note I wrote, too. Um, <laughs> I
1: mean, seriously. I, I
2: may have taken away your miss. Have no, you nice. haven't. Okay, okay, that was actually well. Really you good. took away
0: mine. Okay, sorry about
1: that. I mean, their arms are flailing, <laughs> but their heads are not moving. Any just walk, stupid just person can get away thing. from that. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> stupid. And when they start rotting, their necks are going to pull apart, and their head is still going to be there, but their body will be down on the ground.
2: It really doesn't change anything.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't do they anything. They were still
2: pinned up against the wall and right. There's going to be like clicking or against Ugh. the fence.
1: It'd be like um, scorpions when you're down in the Florida Keys, and you can hear the scorpions walking on the concrete. I
2: mean, if you're just trying That's what to, I was if, say. if you're trying, if you're just trying to, um, you know, maybe the idea was just to look badass and scary. Maybe, yeah, I guess it, uh, it kind of keeps that. But for for practical, pra- um, you know, for practical defense, it means nothing.
0: No, I mean, they
2: need to take a. a
0: cue off of what the junkyard people are doing because that dude was scary.
2: Spiky. That dude
0: was real scary. Yeah, spiky crazy.
2: You know, a bunch of those guys, I'd be scared. Yeah. But jo- but but Stu, that was not the project at the moment. The project at the moment was to deal with walkers that were falling apart. Oh, I know. I, I
1: mean, know. okay. So, so here's
2: the you well, you to to thing about together the proper project, and... Stuart. You're getting out of you're getting well, your projects mixed up. I you know. Here's another. You always tell me to t- <laughs> stay on task.
1: That's another thing that makes me think that maybe. Maybe he, Eugene is up to something because, okay, now these walkers are glued in place. Like theoretically you can't shoot them through the head anymore, right? Because they're encased in metal, but most Mm -hmm. of them have their forehead visible and at least their eyes visible. So you can still kill them. They're spaced evenly apart. So you can still climb the fence if you go in between them, especially if you cut them off at the neck. So they have nothing to grab you with, right? But Mm -hmm. also now you've got all these walkers lining the fence, that can't move. So that's less of a threat to whoever is trying to get in, in my opinion, because now you have all these ways that I've just described where you can kill them or get away from them, evade them. That helps the Alexandrians get in. I
0: don't know. Could be.
1: Could be. That's my big theory.
0: I'm thinking that he's gluing them all to, or uh, melting them all to the fence like that, mm-hmm. so that, that at some point... He's gonna have enough of them on there that they will rip the fence off and walk away with it.
2: <laughs> I think. I, don't know. I think like Eugene is band. trying to be. <laughs> yeah. I think Eugene is trying to bring back money for the for the arts and making <laughs> modern art on that. Fence. That's true. That could be Walker art. He says, "Screw you, r- screw you, Trump! I'm bringing back the arts."
1: Ah, oh, that's awesome. What about? Gregory and Jesus's conversation at the end of the episode, where Gregory threatens Jesus.
2: Gregory's getting
1: balls. What do you think is the significance of that? And Jesus is like all up in his face. Are you threatening me?
2: Oh, I think the significance is is that Gregory's going to betray him.
1: Hmm, that's what I thought too.
2: Oh yeah, no doubt. He got he got he got Simon to give him the okay to come up to uh, come over to the sanctuary and hang out.
1: Oh, that's what I was wanting to bring up. Here's my theory about that as well. Simon puts this little note in Gregory's pocket that allows him access through the gate. Now, Rick and crew have a way to get in easily because they Mm -hmm. can make Gregory work for them because he's such a pussy. Don't you think? Yeah, but to what
2: end? But, But to what end? I mean, what could Gregory do?
1: Just to infiltrate this the sanctuary. I
2: don't think whatever he
0: Simon was giving him as way as like a key to get in was anything that would
2: help Gregory. I, I, think, think, that, I think I think Gregory. That like, uh, I, I do think though, Kim, if, if, if what you're saying, if Gregory walked through the fence and Rick and them had wanted him to do something, blah blah blah, he'd walk through the fence and immediately run to somebody and go,
1: "I give up! I give up! I give mm-hmm. up! It's not me! It's not me! It's them!" Even if he does, fine, whatever. But it's like causing a distraction. So that they uh-huh. can have access. Something, there's going to be something special about that note that he put in his pocket.
0: Maybe. I, what what I think Simon was doing was, was planting it in his head that if anybody was turning on what they were supposed to be doing for the saviors, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that he would have yeah. Gregory there to finally give him up. Mm-hmm. And, then, mm-hmm. and then they would know to come back and squash it. You know, squash, whatever problem. I don't think it was going to save Gregory. I think Gregory might be toast at that point because he doesn't have control over his own people.
1: I think Gregory's time is limited.
2: Well, I think, yeah, I think Gregory's based on that setup and so forth. Gregory's going to get killed by the saviors. Yes. Well, I
1: mean, even his own people, like the whole Uh thing with Jesus, like that tells me that nobody trusts Gregory. We already know that. But now he's even making threats to Jesus and theoretically his own people. Well, In and respect. you know,
2: sure as shit, Simon doesn't trust him.
1: Well, yeah. You know. So... No, I,
2: I have a feeling they're setting Gregory up to, to show up at Sanctuary and, and get popped.
1: I think so, too, actually.
2: Mm-hmm. And that was the idea of giving him the gate passes, that he would show up, say something, and then they'd be like, bam. And he said,
0: say,
1: come on down, we'll have some tequila. Oh, yeah. It's oh, likely. you know what? That's getting him on the other side, too. Oh, the other side of the fence. <laughs>
0: Yeah, didn't you already say that? No.
1: Okay, well... No, that's my yeah. new one.
0: Okay. That's your new one. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for clues. Oh, yeah. my God.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need a vacation. Uh.
0: <laughs> I think that that whole um, dialogue between the two of them, though, mm-hmm. Stephen Ogg and Xander Berkeley was great. Although I, I wish they didn't make Gregory seem so weak. I wish they yeah. made him yeah. feel like he was a little bit more confident.
1: Because he's such a great actor. I
0: know, I know. Yeah. But he's just, yeah, he's like so weak. Stephen Ogg like carries
2: it. I mean, he's like the strong, like, oh, really?
1: Mm-hmm. Is that what you're well, going to
0: say?
2: What about the fact that, um, you know, the thing that brought their whole confrontation about was the fact that um, Simon and the boys are showing up to take the doctor away.
1: Correct. Carson. Yeah. Yeah, that and, screws uh, them over.
2: Yeah, big time. And They show up with the big old crate of aspirin. That's nice. is that what
1: that was? I was trying yes. to figure it out yeah. if it was like spam or no, if it was no.
2: this big old crate Band-Aids. of band aids, laxative.
1: Couldn't no. figure it out.
0: Just just aspirin. just aspirin. It was aspirin.
2: And and it was kind um, of. I it should we have we get, been, it. been like like. Uh, wah, wah,
0: <laughs> so like right we, so we get.
2: We get the uh, we get the info that the evidently the doctors were related. They were They're brothers. They were brothers, yeah. Yeah. Um which to me kind of was like well, number one, I don't think they looked alike in any way. Not in any uh, shape or form. The other guy. Number two, much older how too. would they have ended up in two different places like that? Um and, and number three, he didn't seem to be totally upset about his brother getting killed.
1: Negan took the other brother. Negan took the first Dr. Carson.
2: So they were together
0: at the Hilltop, yes. and he took the first one.
1: Yeah. So that was established earlier in the season.
2: When when was that? I missed it.
1: Well, I don't know the exact episode.
2: Oh, okay. I mean, in what way was it established? <laughs> I, I don't remember anything about that.
1: <laughs> I think when they were around Hilltop, they established that he had a brother and that he ended up with Negan oh. or something like that.
2: Oh, okay. I, I, in all honesty, I totally missed that completely. I was not aware that they were brothers, and uh, and I certainly didn't know that Negan had taken them. But hey, but you know,
1: but you're also right that he didn't seem too worked up about the fact that his brother was now dead.
0: <laughs> and you're also right in the fact that they looked nothing alike. And that's <laughs> true. I mean, truly, that's other true. other than the last name, you wouldn't really. I don't think you would recognize that because yeah. I don't think they really mentioned the relationship between the brothers. Um, no, but.
2: Yeah, I guess it was kind of estranged, or, or who knows? I don't know. I did
0: like um, Simon's uh, comment though that he was like, when when he asked, "Well, do they need do they need two <laughs> oh. doctors at the uh, the sanctuary?" and he was like, "You can see by my face that." I thought my face answered the question exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Some people say my face answers a lot of things.
2: And I was sitting there at the same time going, No, I don't think that really establishes anything. So that actually Um, completely confused you when he was saying that. Okay.
0: (laughs) He does have a great face.
2: He does have a great face. No (laughs) doubt. I did not, um, evidently, he was on Talking Dead afterwards or whatever. Um, I didn't get to see it. It was was way past my bedtime. No. Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah.
0: Especially after they uh, brought back the. Into the Badlands, too.
1: Into the Badlands. Every Yay. year I complain about this. I'm going to complain about it again. That show sucks. And they're <laughs> pissing me off by putting off The Talking Dead by an hour. Because, yeah, I'm exhausted by then. I'm going to bed.
2: I saw four episodes and it had jumped the shark with me already. Yeah. I know. Everybody was kung fu
1: fighting.
2: <laughs>
0: Steven Ogg was actually posting a bunch of stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Because he was going oh, yeah. on the uh, Talking Dead, I think he was excited about doing it. And <laughs> yeah. uh, so, because yeah. he was posting like right before they went on the stage, mm-hmm. he had a picture of himself on Instagram with the Talking Dead on the the door right before they entered in.
1: And That's cute and stuff. Oh, nice. So yeah,
2: that's cool. I mean, I saw the picture of him on Hardwick's uh, Twitter page, um, the the them on the set. So that's what, that's the only reason I knew. I didn't get the chance to watch it though.
1: I didn't either, actually.
2: Did you not? No, yeah, I fell not. asleep. Oh, yeah. It was good. It was very good. Should
0: go back and watch it. I should. Yeah.
1: Start DVRing it.
0: Yeah. But on that note, we should probably take a break. Yeah, probably a good idea. Come back with the hits and misses. Yep. See you in a couple minutes, folks.
2: You know today day destroys the night.
0: A day. Try to run try to hide All
2: right, everybody, we're back.
1: Okay, so my hit for this episode is just the number of people who came to terms with their past and with their current situations. There were a lot of our characters who are all very strong characters, by the way. Um I just thought it was nice for them to kind of have a little bit of closure, especially for someone like Sasha, who we're pretty certain is going off to her death, although we don't know for sure, but um it's nice to see them all kind of like connect on a more spiritual level and become more and more family, you know, like... Um, Daryl and Maggie coming to grips with Glenn's death and Rosita and Sasha discussing Abraham. Eugene even, I think that he came to grips with his current situation. I still kind of believe that he's there to help the Alexandrians and not for any evil ways. So I'm just going to run with that and hopefully it's true. And then Jesus, he confronted um, Gregory this time, and was like, are you threatening me? Like, you can't do that anymore. He's standing up for himself. And then he's also discussing his personal life with Maggie about how he grew up in a group home and he wasn't comfortable at Hilltop until Maggie and Sasha got there. And then, of course, he revealed that um, he's gay. So, like, all these characters are coming to terms with life. And it's only when you can do that that you can move on. So I think they needed that in order to take the next step to where they're going. I'm going
0: to I'm going to take that hit a little farther with my own hit. Okay. And say that they're finally my hit is that they're finally moving on with some of this shit instead of like latching on like Rosita's being a bitch all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she's over the defensive thing. Um, and Norman Reedus or Daryl is over his defensive thing and we're moving on with the storyline and people aren't trying to hide their feelings and whatnot. And we're going to get to be a group together and go and take on the saviors.
1: Well, it all just kind of defines the whole title of the episode, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. The other side just brings it all together. Does yes, that mean so.
0: everybody should have a big kumbaya hug? No, I don't, no I'm just... I'm, I'm,
1: <laughs> Drink a beer together. I'm
0: glad they they can move on from the whole kumbaya feeling thing and get on with the storyline of, of, you mm-hmm. know, let's go take out these people that are completely ruling us and killing our people. It's time for the battle to begin. Yeah, totally. And we got, what, two more episodes? Yeah. Before yep. the summer break, so they better get moving quick. True. I mean, they... I yeah, they're running out of time. Yep. So yep. um, I, I don't know if they're going to have it. I mean, on that same note, I don't know if they're going to have a ton of time to be uh, seeing what's going on with um Sasha and Eugene. I hope they don't spend like too much of the next episode just dealing with the internal stuff that's going on at the sanctuary. God, I, you know, know, I just, think just the just next episode going. is
2: going to be dealing more with the Islanders.
1: The, uh, oh, right, right, right. The ocean side yeah, people. the Oceanside I people. think so, too. You're yeah. right,
2: you're right. I think that's going to be the main focus of that. No, I think we'll find out a lot more about Sasha and so forth in the last episode. Yeah. yeah, that, It's going to be another cliffhanger. That's where I, I'm guessing Sasha's going to bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. What's your big hit, Scott? My big hit. My big hit was a very tiny hit. But no. my God, I laughed my ass off. In the scene when the um, Saviors burst into uh, uh, Gregory's mansion... You know, mm-hmm. and they start filling the room. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, there's one guy that starts checking for dust. <laughs> <laughs> he starts oh, no. running his hand along the table and then along the banister seeing if there's any dust around.
1: Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, why? I
2: laughed my ass off. You know, really? all of are, all these guys acting tough and standing around with their guns and all. There's just one guy checking for dust.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> we have our priorities in the zombie apocalypse. Oh my well, god! I, I mean, if they thought, don't
0: have anything else to bitch about, I mean, they gotta, they you know, they gotta maybe. I just thought that was such a
2: funny detail, and you know, someone had to had to like, cracked up saying that. You yeah, know, or if or if the actor did it on his own, you know they laughed their asses off about it later on. That's <laughs> good. I just thought that was hilarious.
1: That's funny. I did not even notice.
2: <laughs> Go back and watch it again. You'll laugh I your will. ass off when you see that.
0: I actually posted a little miss on uh, Twitter where they were showing the Sasha training session with the knife where yeah. she's showing them how to wield yeah. the knife. Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody is in sync, except this one guy with a beard in the back. Mm-hmm. It was completely out of sync, like, completely <laughs> off, but they are probably like, that's good enough. They probably did it, like, three or four times. But well, he's like, the guy uh, that
2: can't be trained.
0: Yeah, so they, that's <coughs> a freeze-frame shot that was on AMC's website, and this guy, everybody else is like this,
2: and this one guy's, like, Just totally still off. Still in the previous move? Yeah. Nice. So, Kim, what's your mess?
1: Well... My miss has to do with Sasha, and it's just uh, the fact that she doesn't seem long for this world, because she's gone off on this kind of suicide mission, I suppose, and that kind of makes me sad, especially knowing that tables could have been turned, it could have been Rosita. You know, I'm starting to like the Rosita character a little bit more, but let's face it, I think Sasha is a lot stronger than Rosita. Well... How do I say that? Like, Rosita's a really good fighter. She's a damn good fighter. But I think in terms of character building, Sasha is stronger mm-hmm. than Rosita. And I would have liked to see Sasha go further in the story and not Rosita. So I'm a little sad that, I mean, we don't know anything for certain, but I agree. With I feel that, yeah. like Sasha's days are numbered.
0: Sasha's a little, I mean, not Sasha, <laughs> Rosita's a little flat.
1: Yeah, she's either, I think, she's
0: either yeah, she's one very two dimensional compared or, to
2: Sasha. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, Sasha's got a lot going on, but I definitely yeah. think they need you know they need both of them in the coming battle.
1: I know. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, they need Sasha out there sniping away while Rosita's going you know gangbusters inside. Yeah, but Sa- that's not Sa- going to Sa- be the case. I don't, Sasha's not gone.
0: I don't think she's gone. I hope not. I mean, I don't know how they write her out of where she's going, but you know, Daryl got out of there. Yeah. yeah, but Daryl wasn't going over there to do that.
1: kill Negan, either. Yeah.
0: Well, sp- speaking of which, the thing we never even talked about. What? Who showed up at the end. Oh, well. shit. Uh mm-hmm. huh. The little backup showing up at the end there.
1: Well, we can talk about that for a second after we do our misses. Let's do okay. that. My Stary, miss? What's
0: your What's your miss? The guy that showed up at the end. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> my, <laughs> my miss was... Um, how mumbly the whole episode seemed. Oh, you was right. so hard to hear everything. Yep. 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 And and I we kept turning it up, and I was not trying to keep it quiet because the kids. I just couldn't understand what what they were saying a lot of the time.
1: We should have put closed caption on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We should have. We should have. Because yeah, I, I it had a hard time mumbly. following everything, and uh, so that was a little frustrating. So from technically, for this episode, kind of bothered me in that in that regard, but
2: that was my own. Right. Hmm. Okay. Well, my miss, my miss, we've discussed actually both of them. My my one miss, um, of course, was the metal walkers, which I think is just silly. But the big one is is the fact that there was nobody in these buildings guarding these buildings that that they could get up there with a sniper sniper rifle and just start picking off people in the compound. Yeah. this was completely silly. Um, well, you know, so- they
1: probably thought that nobody was stupid enough to do something like that against the Saviors and Negan. Why would you why
2: would you spend all this time putting walkers along your gates, your walls and so forth like that, doing all that kind of protection and not think about the fact that someone could be up in a building above you? You're obviously thinking that people could be outside the gate there mm -hmm. and need to get through the walkers to get to you. The high rise
0: factory building that is directly across from your main entry into your compound.
2: Exactly. Your loading dock. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really? Anyway. To me that was a huge miss. So.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, so who do you think was the mysterious man at the end?
2: The mysterious man with the crossbow. Dwight. Of course.
1: I think it was Dwight. Too. Yeah,
2: I mean, Daryl. You said
1: Daryl on Facebook, didn't you, uh, Scott? No. Hmm.
2: Uh-uh.
0: No, it was Dwight. All right, we're going to have to, people are going to have to track that down.
1: I know.
2: <laughs> That's
0: on no, our Facebook we, we page. On
2: right? Facebook we, page, okay. Yeah, it's on our Facebook page. We actually did agree that it was Dwight. Uh, okay. I agree,
1: Dwight. Yeah. yeah. And Number why? one,
2: Daryl's a bigger guy, and uh, and Daryl wouldn't have had any reason to be there yet.
0: Well, I think uh, I think
2: one of our other listeners
0: said that. I mean, what what the hell does Dwight have to stay around there for? His yep. girl's gone. Yeah. So um, it makes sense. I mean, he uh-huh. was. He was already jealous of, uh, you know, the lifestyle or not lifestyle, the position Daryl was coming from. Mm -hmm. And uh, he definitely was not happy with being under the thumb of Negan. So, um, yeah, it just makes sense that that he would risk it. He doesn't have anything to lose. No, he doesn't. He's the wild card now. He left that six pack back there. The pretzels. The
2: pretzels. Pretzels. See, I, you know, in the, in, the, in the apocalypse, I'm not leaving a six-pack in pretzels anyway. No, hell no. I oh, know. No. See, uh, he's already given up on life. Yeah, that's that's just, that's a suicide note right there. It's a cry for help.
1: <laughs> it's for romantic reasons. Huh? It's for romantic reasons.
0: Oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's terrible. I still think it's a cry for help.
2: Yeah, it is a cry for help.
1: Whatever, for
2: sure. man. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, lovely so do we have some listener feedback that we want to go over Kimberly
1: we do and actually you're starting
2: (laughs) yes ma'am David Valentin said not bad for some sorghum farmers nice episode overall I'm really curious to see Simon's Negan satellite location Mm, yeah
1: right 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 yeah, I'm curious about that, too, to see how many people he's got there and gun power.
0: Does he have a satellite location? Do we know Yeah, that's, that? f- that's what I was—I'm not sure. I don't know. Because he—I mean, he brought everybody back to the um, sanctuary at the end there. He was bringing the doctor so. back and everything. So yeah. he may. He may have another position. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Jeff CT said, some strong emotional moments. Yeah, there definitely were.
1: Fan Mm -hmm. mom said, I enjoyed it. I particularly liked the forgiveness scene with Maggie and Daryl. Also the glimpse into Rosita's past. Jesus's coming out was cool too.
0: Dakara said, I'm praying Eugene has a long-term plan that he's sticking to. And Maggie and Daryl scene killed me.
1: And then on Facebook, Emmeline Velcamp wrote in and said... This is actually a long one, but I thought it was really good, so um, we split it up into two little sections here. Um, Emmeline said, first, did the scene with Daryl and Maggie in the cellar give anyone else flashes of Daryl and Beth in the trunk of the car?" Mm, that's that's cool. And no, it did not. But now that you mention it, that is a good point. Second, I love it when Stephen Ogg and Sandra Berkeley are on screen together. I concur. <laughs> Fourth, which I think she meant third, I'm pretty sure that was Dwight, not Daryl at the end. Fifth, so much crying. Yes, I agree that it's Dwight, Stephen Ogg, and Xander Berkeley are awesome together, even separately. <laughs> Xander yeah. Berkeley's is yeah. one of my favorites now.
2: Yeah. She went on to, when discussing whether it was Daryl or Dwight at the end of the episode, Emmeline also said, with Sherry gone, Dwight doesn't have any reason to toe the line. He's barely following orders to keep her safe. Now he doesn't have to worry about Negan punishing Sherry for his insubordination. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that makes uh, Dwight the total wild card here. He doesn't have any ties to either community in, in any way. So,
1: Right. And I think we've already seen that his mean, tough guy persona is kind of cracking already. Mm-hmm. And well, I think
2: it has been from the beginning.
1: Uh-huh, and um, that maybe he's going to come over to the other side a little bit. But he
0: knows there's no place to go to the other side either. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. How do you think uh, Daryl will they uh, wouldn't react? How, how do you think he's going to react to him, though? Since I mean, he, he, he was the one that was torturing him, but at the same uh-huh. time, there might be that understanding that it could have been a lot worse if it wasn't for the fact that I Dwight was the one that was dealing it. with him. I
2: mm-hmm. think Dwight may have felt that way, but I don't know if Daryl would have gotten that from Dwight. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Dwight, I think, definitely was struggling with his position on what he was having to do with Daryl, but I don't think Daryl felt empathy from the guy. I mean, you know, he felt he felt some kind of empathy from, from Sherry, and I think he thinks Sherry's the one that got him out of there. So... I think I do don't,
0: I don't think Daryl knows who got him out of there, actually. And and but I agree with you in the fact that how the hell would Daryl even know that it would be better or worse? Because all he was dealing with was Dwight. So right. he was the only one that was torturing him, I guess. But he, you know, Dwight could have kind of a Pavlov control over him and start playing that song. And <laughs> then
2: Daryl just like ball up on the ground. Well there's that. <laughs> well, no, I I just think I think Dwight's got no place to go. I mean he's he certainly doesn't want to be there with uh with the saviors, you know it's obvious there because that's just torture for him, and then you know and he's got no place at uh Alexandria either
0: hmm.
2: but he may be you
0: know he he may prove himself in whatever's set up at the end here if that truly is him, and then he may have someone that's cheering for him I don't know i think he may i think
2: i think he may make the sacrifice play and just die, yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I don't see the guys having a place for it, place with any group after this. Well, he isn't very talkative. He might get along with the uh, trash people.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: It's <laughs> true. true. Kim got some news.
1: We have a little bit of news tonight. Um, at the recent Paley Fest at, that happened um, this past weekend, Austin Emilio was asked by a fan if there was any redemption for Dwight. And he said, I hope so. People are going to get to see what he truly cares about and what he's fighting for. Oh, see, there you go. So mm-hmm. I do think he's coming over and he's going to be helping a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I would hope. Oh, I do, too. I do, too.
1: When Robert Kirkman was asked the same question, he simply said, read the comic. So oh,
2: that's, that's he's, a stupid thing to say.
1: No, he's going along with what the comic said.
2: Yeah, but so. Okay, whatever.
1: He's pretty much not deviating, which, you know, this this season and most of season six, too, I guess you could say, they've stuck pretty close to the comic, so. Plus, he gets a lot of profit off the comic. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> so he's, like, yeah. but, he's just going to keep saying read the comic to anybody. But, but, but I
2: guess what I'm saying, why that's stupid to say, is, is that takes kind of the mystery out of it, if. You know, if all you got to do is go pick up the comic and figure out what right. happened to him. Because you know, yeah, cause the question
0: just, is, how closely are they following the comic sometimes? So when right, someone right. says, This could Read deviate the comic, different. yeah.
2: Then you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess they're following closely the comic this time. I, I wouldn't have said that. You know, you just say, well, you know, we'll just have
1: to wait and see next week.
2: True. Keep, keep a little bit of the surprise left in it. Tune in next week, kids.
1: Kirkman and Lauren Cohen were asked about the Negan character, and Kirkman said, the thing with Negan that I always wanted to accomplish, especially in the comics, is that he's so likable. He's personable. I'm sorry. He does horrible things that you don't like. But at the end of the day, the thing he said was kind of cool. Which is true. I mean, that's kind of like what we've said. Like, he's an asshole. He's a jerk. But he's kind of funny. He's, <laughs>
2: he's a sadistic jerk.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's how he gets people in. Like, well. Yeah, and he but, throws but, his weight around, but he's also hilarious. But he's
2: sadistic in the end. You know, yeah. he can be hilarious all you want to. You just threw the doctor in the oven. Exactly. Yeah, it's not that funny.
1: Well, that's not. But his little quips. <laughs> no, what are I'm right saying there. his
2: quips are not that funny. If you if you're looking at the doctor hanging out of the oven roasting, come on, give me a break.
1: Well, then Lauren Cohen said that it really bugs her to hear Kirkman say nice things about the guy that just murdered her husband. By bludgeoning mm-hmm. him to death. So, uh, so even Cohen, has, Lauren Cohen, has some issues with, <laughs> with Negan <laughs> as an actress. Um, Tom Payne was also at Paley Fest, and he was asked about the character's big coming out scene. And he said, I'm really happy about it, actually. I knew before we filmed it because he's gay in the comics, and I didn't see any reason why he wouldn't be in the show. I talked to Robert Kirkman about it, and he's like, yeah, of course, it's the same guy. So it's really cool to be representing that community. And then he also went on to say that he felt it was very important to have representation for the LGBTQ community on on the show, which, of course, we've already got Tara and her partner from season three, I think it was. And we've got Aaron. And uh yeah, so... More and more we're seeing it on The Walking Dead. Because remember way back in the day, people were kind of pissed off that we weren't seeing any gay characters. Do you remember that whole thing? There weren't Uh, enough African-Americans and not enough gay characters. Well,
0: I remember there being a lot more of a hubbub about there not being African-American characters. Mm -hmm. Or not even that, is that all the African-American characters were getting killed off.
1: Right. It was like the classic Hollywood kill off. Yeah. So. So now more and more. But this also harkens back to the comic, so... We knew this day was coming, probably. Okay. A little bit of pop culture. Steven Yun, who played Glenn, and his wife, Joanna Pack, finally had their baby boy, and he was born on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. So congratulations to them. No idea what his name is, though. Uh
2: But
0: Maybe it's St. Patrick. It better be Irish.
1: Maybe it was Glenn.
0: Could have been.
2: It's not,
0: not a good setup for him.
2: That would just. Uh, I just have a feeling that's going to screw that kid's upbringing up. <laughs> You're Glen after his
0: dad's dead character. Especially if he has one big eye. Oh.
2: Oh, nice. 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 Look at that big eye. Hey, Glen. <laughs> Hey, and uh, Kim, I have one to add. Um, Sad piece of news from last weekend. Uh, Artist Bernie Wrightson dying. Oh,
1: he did? Yep. I did not even hear that.
2: Yep. Um, I think someone said he may have had cancer or whatever. Um, Definitely one one of my favorite artists of all time. Matter of fact, he inspired a lot of the art I did early on. He was such a wonderful comic book artist and so forth from the '80s and, and '90s. Um, his his work that he did on uh, on Frankenstein mm-hmm. was just fantastic. Some of the most incredible art I've ever seen. Um, so, and and I know he was a big um, influence on Greg Nicotero in his work. So, yeah. yeah, it's sad to see to see that he's gone. Um, he was real influential in the in the horror industry.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for including that.
2: All right. Well, cheers to Bernie. Yep.
1: All right. So what's going on next week?
2: Next week, we'll be reviewing Season 7, Episode 15, Something They Need. A group of Alexandrians embark on a journey. One member of our group must make a heartbreaking decision. Hmm. I think we know who that is. Hmm. I think it's going to be Tara, and she's going to have to give up.
1: The ocean the, side.
2: The ocean side. Yeah. They do have guns.
1: A lot of guns.
0: Well, what, yep. uh, what were they showing in the preview? I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. They, had, they show a lot of people running, running. around at Oceanside and yeah. exploding things. And But it was, like I mean, that. was it that the saviors had shown up there? No. Or was I it, think
1: it was just the fact that the Alexandrians had shown uh, up Oh, they were just flipping yeah. out. Yeah, you uh, okay. know they'd yeah. kill okay. everybody on site.
0: Okay, right.
1: Gotcha. And so they wouldn't trust Tara, of course, because mm-hmm. they tried to kill her anyways when she was trying to leave. And right. they'd be super pissed off to find out that she broke that promise and came back with a group of men, of all people, mm-hmm. to try and take their guns.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's she's going to tell Rick and them that uh, these are very gun-happy people, and they do not like strangers, and you're going to have to come in quick and fast and take them out. Mm-hmm. You know, not not kill them, but take over the camp. Right. To get the guns. Right. Now, what'll be interesting is to see if there's any way they're able to propel these ladies to help them in their battle against Negan. I, I kinda, would find that hard to believe. But
1: yeah, because there's a lot of children there. Mm-hmm.
2: Unless they take the kids to Alexandria.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so going, again, from our earlier um, predictions, right after Christmas,
1: mm-hmm.
0: nothing's going to happen before the summer break. No. It's not. They're still gearing up. They got two episodes to gear up. I mean... Mm-hmm. This past episode was uh, they're just emotionally trying to get over
2: themselves. So you're saying the the fir- the season will end with massing on the borders?
1: Yeah, that's it. Maybe we'll eh, see the first the shot. Problem. The first shot fired.
2: Maybe
0: And it'll hit his bat. It'll hit Luz, Lucille again. On the <laughs> now, other side, um,
1: it's, um, or we'll see Sasha taken well, out in the last episode.
0: Well, yeah, because we got we have Sasha is with in the sanctuary now and. We we still have to figure out you know what's going on with Eugene.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we may see we may
0: see. I you know,
2: they got the junkyard people to deal with, the oceanside people. Wouldn't surprise me if they get rid of both Eugene and Sasha at the end of the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it's retaliation to Rick's group showing up or whatever. Yeah, I
0: I I just don't see them even even button heads at the very end. I don't know. I mean, they have to have something pretty pretty climactic to, to end it out before the summer. So,
2: Yeah, I think something will happen pretty strong at the last episode. Hmm. I definitely think Sasha's a goner.
1: I do, too. Poor Sasha.
2: Yeah, and I think Eugene probably will be, too, but, but, but I still think that's a missed opportunity. But whatever.
1: All right, are you guys ready to wrap it up? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Fear Me Podcast. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. And you can also find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me podcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
2: Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
0: Well maybe I am, maybe the right, one thing that I know it was love at first sight, get cold.